Howdy. Welcome to the Louisiana Equine Council Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Dolphin. One of the unfortunate tasks that we have at the Louisiana Equine Council is to keep everybody apprised of current events. And as you probably know, we have very unfortunately been in a severe drought in the state of Louisiana, and that has led to some even more unfortunate wildfires, particularly in Beauregard and Vernon Parish. Today, we have Miss Stephanie Williams of Cajun Cowboy Rescue with us to talk a little bit about the happenings and going on with the wildfires, what they've been doing to help keep animals safe and evacuated and moving them around and, and dealing with the chaos over there in a very admirable way. So, Miss Stephanie, how are you today? I'm good. Yourself? Doing fine. Would you tell us a little bit about Cajun Cowboy Rescue and what y'all have been doing over there for the last couple weeks? Sure. This all started uh, a few weeks ago when when uh, when the fire started and kind of came, this idea came out of just sheer desperation. Um, myself and some friends, uh, we realized we could not fit all of our horses and cows on, on one load uh, on one trailer. And uh, we were trying to figure out who we could call to come help transport if we had to evacuate. And um, I've seen other people people create Facebook groups for some things. So I thought, well, let's just create a Facebook group just for this, this idea. So I created a Facebook group and asked a few people who I thought might be interested to be moderators and uh, just for some input and ask for some people, see who would be available to, uh, to haul. And it really just took off. The idea just took off. Uh, so many people started coming forward. They started coming forward with offers of um, being able to help transport, whether they had a stock trailer or a horse trailer. We had offers of cowboys, you know, cowboys that uh, work cows sometimes on a daily basis that, that they could bring their horse horses and dogs um, in and help maybe a rancher gather up his herd and load them and help evacuate. We had people offer their, their pastures or their stalls uh, to be able to house uh, evacuated animals. So we, we started kind of with that idea and just had started creating a list uh, of all these different people that could, could do uh, those different functions. And, and uh, it, it just took off from there. The, the first few days of the wildfires and the evacuations, they were very chaotic, um, as you can imagine. The, the very first night that I actually took an evacuated load up to Beauregard, there must have been probably 50 or 60 trailers and just cowboys on horses everywhere, just uh, waiting for the call where they had to go. So I, I dropped that evacuated load there, signed in and all that kind of good stuff. And, and then uh, kind of went to work on, on using the information that, that had come in, um, the different people who could haul and help gather and house and that kind of stuff. And I uh, put it in a spreadsheet or actually had a volunteer put it in a spreadsheet 
and um, we put that on a map and so we were able to see now when somebody called in from a location you could just look uh, look at the map and see who was around them and what what type of trailer they had you know if somebody's calling in with sheep and cattle and goats sometimes the landowner the animal owner wants them separated it they can't just put them all in one big compartment in the trailer so uh you know we try to keep in mind people that have a certain trailer that might have uh, cut gates and that kind of stuff so so y'all were basically taking chaos and organizing it and and i know at the Beauregard covered arena there were something like 300 animals that were brought there and so when people evacuate we want to know where their horse is right and some may have medicines and and so y'all did just an absolutely fantastic job of keeping all that organized and and where this horse was who it belonged to because I, I know we have also had some horses where people open the gate to let them escape the fire and then two weeks we're looking for that that loose horse out there or cows or, or whatever and so my hat's absolutely off to y'all for taking advantage of that I, I know we did have some governmental services around there that were doing the best that they could but there certainly just wasn't enough manpower to to get it all done and if it wasn't for the civilians like yourself stepping in there and volunteering your time and efforts uh, it would have been a much more disastrous outcome than what it was uh, and, and in fact uh, correct me if i'm wrong but a couple of days into the bad thing and, and these are we should just say we're we're talking about what was termed the tiger island fire around maryville around there there were several spots that popped up but i think that was kind of the biggest named one so they had 300 animals at the beauregard covered arena and then the fire about took over that arena and they had to evacuate the evacuation spot so would you tell us a little bit about that happy moment in time sure so uh so we have to we have to give credit to um the Bubberguard parish employees uh christy dixon bj warden they had i'm gonna say 90 95 90 95 of the animals were in there before before we came on site we came on site on friday evening and with us came the cajun navy relief about the same time so christy and bj had had gone without sleep they they'd just been working themselves doing such a good job of keeping up with the animals coming in and so we stayed there friday night and they left to go home and get some sleep actually in the middle of the night the fire was so close that embers were literally falling on the horses on the south on the south side of the stalls and our experienced livestock handlers and horse horsemen and women along with the night watchmen of the Beauregard arena uh, we actually moved the horses to interior stalls just we didn't feel it was safe we were afraid if uh if embers did actually catch fire to their their sawdust but we moved them in also in the middle of the night that particular night we had a woman drive up just frantic 
because the fire was getting so close. She lived south of the arena. And we went out in the middle of the night and loaded up several horses and, and other animals. We we actually left the arena uh, on the very early hours of of Saturday morning. And they they wanted to take over for the their record keeping and so forth. And so we just sort of stepped back to to see where we were going to be needed and let them take care of the you know, the way they'd been tracking the animals and so forth. In the meantime, we moved to Leesville Arena, Leesville Covered Arena. And uh, so the Saturday night that you're speaking of, we'd been we'd been in, in communication um, in the afternoon with the people at Beauregard. And I don't believe that they knew they were going to have to evacuate until kind of the last last minute it, it was 11, 11 p.m that night yes ma'am yeah the... and there was a lot of chaos we had offered that you know that that leesville arena had been uh just more than more than welcoming and and generous and offered any of their facilities and we just wanted to make sure that 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 beauregard knew that um, that we were there to help help them, and um, that we would be glad to to help evacuate if necessary. Uh, so a lot of back and forth went on in a very short period of time. Everybody was was pretty stressed. We received a frantic call from a gentleman who we we took to be a, a credible source in in desperation, just asking for help. Um, I can't I can't stress the desperation in his voice. And so we put out a post to our group exaggerating um, the need for, for help down there when they did decide that they needed to evacuate. Come to find out, yes, they were evacuating, but they, they didn't need any other trailers there. So uh, kind of went back and forth a little bit and there was just confusion but those animals were taken to burton coliseum and so just in the chaos and and lessons learned from from that i've been um, in contact with some of the the parish officials uh, animal control and that kind of thing um, plan to talk with the police jury at, at Beauregard and we we have some ideas um, that we think just from our perspective that we really want to just run by them to try to help make it a smoother process next time. The Our team, our Cajun Cowboy Rescue Team, uh, we're getting ready to attend a training in Texas, um, large animal rescue for first responders. And that will not only cover fire rescues, but that will cover flood rescues using tractors and boats and that kind of thing. We're also going to get FEMA certified. And we hope to be able to get some of the county officials, the Paris officials involved in some of the training as well. We realize that they do have training already, but we'd like to be able to be on the same page with them and already have some plans in place 
so that everything does go as smooth as possible and in the chaos next time. Well, and, and it's it's certainly easy to imagine chaos ensuing in situations like that, and it's difficult to be prepared Absolutely. for it unless you've already been through it. But I, I do know that that evacuation took place. I was trying to get some people together too, and by the time we were ready to go, they had them evacuated. In about an hour, they already had 300 animals off of the premises and headed to Burton Coliseum. So it really... Right. It's an unfortunate circumstance what all has been going down, but it has been a real looking glass into the hearts of some of our Louisiana citizens and horse community and people doing, you know, giving of themselves and, and utilizing their assets and, and sometimes putting them in risk. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that when the Beauregard Arena was evacuated, they then told the firefighters to stand down in that area and basically take the night off or go to a different fire and it was some private citizens that came in with six dozers and their own personal assets and trucks and stuff and they fought the fire themselves and got it contained by three o'clock in the morning where the arena was saved and and everything and and i'm not trying to be critical of of the public services there i'm just trying to highlight all of the good that the private citizens have done in this instance it's really been some of the best of humanity on display for sure so uh, it, it really has uh, i personally witnessed oh geez probably uh 20 or 30 cowboy citizens etc you know in their in their own rigs um it's not it's not cheap to run up and down the road and when you have people driving from two three four hours away to be able to come come help that that gets expensive. Um, I personally watched cowboys and cowgirls sleep in their truck in their trucks overnight, and some at some point in the middle of of the night, uh, they were called out to go catch livestock. You know, these are people that could be sleeping in the comfort of their own home homes, but are actually giving everything they could. There was um, one one couple that came from a couple hours away. Mia, Mia Brown and her husband, Chris Brown, and um, and they were some of the ones that went out in the middle of the night to catch cows. They slept in their trucks. When they left uh, Leesville to have to head back home, they left us all the feed and hay they had in their, their trailer. We, we, we did have a lot of donation of hay after that, but just, you know, people, people like uh, Chris and Mia, when, when they left, they just left us with everything they had because they knew that we we would need it, um, and it's just a selfless act like that that um, it just really um, it just shows you the type of community that we that we are fortunate enough to have within the livestock and and and, and ag community. I do know uh, it wouldn't be in my nature to say this, but since I'm here representing the Equine Council, uh, we donated 500 bales of hay. I'm not sure exactly where they went to over there, but I think it was the Leesville awesome. Arena. Uh, Mr. Daniel Lyons, who's the president of the association. Okay, well, awesome. Uh, well, thank you. And sent that over there. So it, it really, again, just keeping all that organized, it probably keep three people <laughs> busy just figuring out who came from, from where and and, and what and, and uh, a whole lot to do there. So 
So I will add along those lines, though, the hay that came to us in Leesville, we we still actually have. I'd have to had have to go count, but I want to say that we still have between 150 and 200 bales. Uh, we are using that to feed the animals that are there on site. That was sort of the initial plan for for that hay. We have offered that for anybody that's been affected by the fire, whether their hay field has burned up, uh, whether their um, their hay supply has has burned up. Um, but we do have that available for anybody in need that has been affected by the fire. They're welcome to contact me. They can look up my Facebook page or they can uh, go to Cajun Cowboy Rescue on Facebook. But we do have we do have hay and we have some cow feed available for anybody that needs it that has been directly affected by the fires. And, and I think y'all have a phone line set up already. Is that correct? You want to give do. that? We do. 337-509-8520. Yes, ma'am. Well, and, and uh, I know we we talked a little bit off camera, but y'all are, are looking at now maybe setting up a permanent nonprofit, and like you said, getting some training and, and so forth. So it, it is unfortunate that this has occurred, but as Louisiana citizens tend to do, it sort of galvanizes the, the folks around there and they come together and form what we need, just like Cajun Navy uh, famously did a few years ago during the, the bad hurricanes and stuff. So thank y'all for exemplifying that spirit and pride of Louisiana citizens and the the resourcefulness and take care of it yourself attitude that we tend to have as a state. I know sometimes we wind up on the wrong list, wrong ends of some lists, but the uh, the resourcefulness and help your neighbor part of things, I, I don't know of another state that can make the kind of claims we can in that regard. So I've is never there, seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> yes, <ma 'am. laughs> um, is there anything else that you would like to tell us before we sign off with you? Just would like to thank all of the volunteers that have offered any of their help. Uh, we've just had so many people all of the state representatives, our actual state representative, the Louisiana Livestock Commission, the Louisiana Cattlemen's Association, Vernon Parish Cattlemen's Association, Vernon Parish Police Jury, uh, Vernon Parish Grounds and Maintenance, Mary Cross New Step Outreach made sure that all of our volunteers were fed. Bo Jack Davis actually flew us pizza in one night. Um, that was that was sort of our Claim to fame highlight. Uh, never had pizza flown in to the local airport before. We all got sort of a, a chuckle out of that and uh, so appreciate him and everything he's offered to do. Blaine Griffin drove four hours to bring us hay. Marksville Feed has offered hay. I know I'm forgetting people. I know I am. I've tried to list it on the Facebook page all the cowboys that, that came up to help and slept in their trucks so many people just just everybody they've just made this a, a just a community effort and, and uh proud to be part of it 
one thing I would want to point out, I've, I've kept kind of on top of this situation and we have gotten several rains since, and this has been dragging on for weeks, but the fires are not out. They are, there are still fires burning. They're mostly no, contained sir. at this no, point. Sir. But, so do y'all still have need of anything? Is there anything y'all are lacking that you could use more of or, or how can we help? See, that's a fluid situation. Uh, the fires even though they may be contained, there still are fires. So I'm not a fire expert, but um, I can speak. I can say that that the storm that came through on Friday, although the, the welcome rain, it also brought with it wind and lightning. Um, it actually started some fires actually really close to my house within a quarter of a mile. And the fires were put out three times. And then yesterday they flared back up again. And of course, before they were caught, they were, they were bigger now. And neighbors, the fire department did what they could. They actually brought in a dozer and uh, cleared a fire lane. And, the, but the fire then popped up again. So it was the private citizens there, the neighbors out, you know, cutting the trees to make sure the fire did not spread across across the fire line so we are actively monitoring that to make sure that make sure that it doesn't spark up again and that's a very real possibility this this term needle casting from what i understand when the when the pine needles fall down out of the trees you know as the weeks go by that's just fresh fuel potentially on these hot spots. Again, I'm not a fire expert, but I've been told that 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 would increase the the likelihood for a fire to flare back up. I would like to make sure that I think and I and I none of this would be possible at all with this team with without the the people that make up the team of Cajun Cowboy Rescue. I, I want to give a shout out because these people have been there from the beginning and continue. Dwayne Burkett, um, he's a logistics manager, and so he's kind of spearheaded just basic logistics. Shalane Hughes, she's done a lot of our uh, social media, the uh, the live feeds, and she's a very experienced horsewoman. So she's I've actually seen her on the ground with loading problem horses madison ozan her husband kyle same thing jesse burkett he's been on site and through through everything donna barrow beth smith those are those two ladies um, i think have been dispatched to almost every every fire to actually go get animals out of fire so if you could imagine driving into a wall of fire, that's what these ladies have been doing on multiple occasions to, to get to get animals out. Michelle Burkett, Serena Jenkins has helped us a lot. Cajun Navy Relief, they, they really helped to get us organized in the very, very beginning days. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, but I, I just are... Our efforts could not have been materialized without that solid team of people. Well, one other thing I do feel 
sort of obligated to mention here is that we've had two different fires started by two different individuals who were burning trash or something like that at a time like this with fires going around and, and then they assume the rules don't apply to them or that they know better or whatever. And then, then two different people have now been arrested for accidentally starting other fires in that area. Uh, one led to the complete destruction of a mobile home and almost killed a couple of people. And I hope that guy stays in prison for a long, long time. So at the Louisiana Equine Council, we're a big fan of horses, mules, donkeys, but nobody likes a jackass. This is not the time to go burning <laughs> trash in your backyard. Folks, we are still under a statewide burn ban, even though we've gotten a couple of rains. Uh, we don't need people out there adding to the problem because you think rules and laws don't apply to you. So there's my little soapbox for this episode. And, oh. and something something that, um, you know, we look, we're all looking for ways to make sure we don't start a fire. Just everybody's so much on pins and needles. I noticed as I was on my way to the Leesville Arena one day, my electric fence was uh, sparking on something. So I turned it off. You know, we just want landowners to sort of be aware of that. I was talking with uh, one of the neighbors that's a hunter. Him and his wife were out checking on things and just happened to turn around and their their battery that powers their deer feeder had just caught on fire. I mean, the 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 sheer coincidence that they happened to be there to be able to prevent something awful from happening. But I would just stress to everybody look kind of look at your place and 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 just you know see is there something that could potentially cause a fire also like we said um before this is a really good time to make sure that you have good identifying pictures of your horses we strongly recommend that everybody have their horses microchipped uh and or branded and we also through the learning experience in this disaster especially with cattle and sheep and that type thing. We, if people have the ability to have a, like a small holding pen where they can feed them, we, we strongly recommend that people try to set that up on their property. So that way, if we do have to say evacuate that livestock, there's a place that they're already somewhat comfortable going to. So it's, so it's not even more chaotic uh, than, than it already is. Absolutely. Well, Miss Williams, we certainly appreciate you coming on today, and, and we mostly appreciate the efforts that y'all have here at organizing all of this and taking the reins and, and leading the way. We hope and pray that there won't be further need of y'all's services, but if there are, thank y'all for being there and willing to do the work and, and doing a fine job at it. So thank y'all much. Well, thank you for everything you do. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Louisiana Equine Council podcast. I've been your host, Daniel Dauphin. Thanks for coming along for the ride.